Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink. Non-league action here in North Andover. The score at the end of one period. Sacred Heart nothing and Merrimack nothing. It's just the second all-time meeting between these two teams. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure to stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. Our guest here in the first intermission from SB Nation, it is Joshua Cummins. And first of all, uh, Josh, first period there, Sacred Heart came out strong. They put their top line out there to start the game. Very aggressive play, drew a penalty on the first uh, for, on the first shift of the game and really fed off of that, I think, for the remainder of the period. Merrimack is fortunate uh, not to be down at the end of one here, but Sacred Heart is going to feel like you know we had a lot of chances in that first period and weren't able to take advantage of it. Yeah, I think uh, Merrimack owes a lot to Drew Vogler in that first period. A lot of, a lot of uh, really good saves that he made. Made, uh, keeping this team in the game, just uh, nothing so far. But yeah, Sacred Heart are pretty good uh, team speed. It looked like in the first period, drawing a couple penalties and giving themselves uh, an advantage going to the second period. Yeah, I'm pro- I may be more impressed with Sacred Heart's play on the defensive side of things. When Merrimack has tried to get things going, it really hasn't been there. Their, their play, uh, you know, Doherty took a penalty, I said, in that first period, but I didn't really, I, I wouldn't have had a problem with that if I'm CJ Maritola, the way that he's been playing. He's really led them from the blue line there, and they've done a nice job in the penalty kill, too. Yeah, it seems like every time uh, Merrimack gets into the to blue line, it's not uh, it's not. They had a few more chances at the end of the period. That second line looked uh, pretty good, getting a couple of those shots, but it's still a pretty decided advantage. Well, they still got a minute and change of power play time, five on three time. In fact, this seems like a golden opportunity here. Uh, they weren't able to score at the end of the first, but if they come out in the second, maybe regroup. I'm sure they're talking about it right now and how they're going to try to draw it up. You pick up a goal, and at that point, you got to feel like, okay, we've been outplayed, but we can we we got the lead, so it's a good chance for them. Yeah, it would be probably at this point almost a lucky lucky advantage if they were to, to get that. Obviously, uh, you know, we were talking about it before the game with the way that the referees are calling games now. It seems like a bit of a, a tighter game, so if they're able to take advantage of that, that seems like what early in the season it's going to be all about. Well, I want to talk about some of the teams you've had a chance to see, especially this weekend. You were you, you, you saw a couple of the clubs that you know I, I kind of wasn't really sure what to think about them coming into this year because both teams lost so much. Uh, both teams, uh, admittedly, you know, have very good coaches who have shown an ability in the past to be able to to uh, to you know, reload and not rebuild, as the case may be. But still, you never quite know what's going to happen. One of those teams with Norm Bazin is UMass Lowell. They played Friday night. They tied Minnesota Duluth. They actually had a lead in that game before Duluth came back and tied them up, and then ended up tying them again last night by the score of one to one. But you know, uh, UMass Lowell, you saw them on Friday. How did they look? Uh, they look pretty good. I would say that they're. Um, maybe in more of a position to be competitive to start because it does seem like that early in the season that they've been able to compete maybe a little faster in the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, I would say that they've goaltending is going to be the big question mark as it will be with quite a few teams in the league this year, but it seems like uh, they have a couple guys who could step in and fill uh, the role. I wasn't at the game last night, but it sounds like Tyler Wall had an absolutely fantastic uh, game again, holding them just to one goal, so it should be interesting to see uh, how they fare for the rest of the year, but I think they'll be in the top of the league again. Does he look, Tyler Wall, does he look like uh, like he's going to get the brunt of the time here? Uh, it's two different uh, goalies they had in the first couple games, but it seems like that he kept them in the game very much last night. 
he's a very good freshman. That sounds like he should. And then, and then we also have Providence. You are down to see them play against Miami, another team out of the NCHC. So big, uh, big contest this weekend between teams from the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, which of course is defending the national championship. North Dakota won it last year, and and then was Hockey East the year before that. But uh, you know, any time I think teams between those two leagues get together, it's big, especially early in the year. And Miami against Providence again, a big series. They split the weekend. Um, you saw the game last night. How did Providence look? Uh, they they look like there's some a little bit of work to do. I know that's certainly what Coach Lehman thought after the game. Uh, they have a lot of pieces to, to fill in with, uh, with especially forwards graduating, and of course uh, John Gillies and uh, no, Nick Ellis and goal. Uh, John Gillies the year before. Um, yeah, it definitely seems like they'll they'll have some work to do, but they'll be they'll be in the conversation again. They seem to always be, and uh, they're, they had a top line. Uh, couple guys stepping into the top line and it looks like uh, they'll be able to get some points but it'll be a little bit of time before I think that they fully come together. Now who did you see in net for Providence last night and did they split the goalies as well this weekend? Of course you went from Gillies to Ellis where they really seem to have, you know, people thought that uh, after Gillies left early turn pro after the national championship year in 2015 that they'd take a step back but that didn't happen. Nick Ellis came in and they didn't miss a beat. What's going to happen in that regard this year goaltending for Providence? Yeah, it was hated hockey the first two nights. He looked um, he looked okay. Certainly keeping them in the game at points, a close game uh, last night. I think it'll be his job for, for this year. And I think the other uh, series I just wanted to touch on before we let you go, or the other really marquee series and uh, it, that involved hockey East teams this weekend was Northeastern and Quinnipiac down there uh, in Connecticut and a couple of pretty good games again. They tied the first night before Quinnipiac won last night. Did you have a chance to, uh, to pick up anything on those games? And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you have a couple teams there that, again, are, are expected to be pretty good. Northeastern uh, defending their Hockey East title as well. Quinnipiac went to the National championship game last year but lost a lot um, you know Northeastern going down there and, and tying and losing you know what position does that put them in right now uh, they'll be there I think they'll certainly last year their improbable run I'm sure hoping that <laughs> that start doesn't happen again but that's I know definitely a key for them at the beginning of the season I think that, that they'll be up there in the top four I would say as far as this year uh, definitely they lost some guys, but it seems like that most of their offense is back, which should certainly help. All right, Josh, we appreciate your time, SB Nation. And uh, second period coming up here, Merrimack on the power play with a uh, two-man advantage for another minute. Is this a key juncture in the game here? Absolutely. Nothing so far, so it certainly uh, would be in Merrimack's best interest, I guess, at this point to, to get on the board. Definitely uh, will be interesting to see how this final trade goes. All right, folks, check out his work, SB Nation College Hockey. It's always good to see you, Josh. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right, Joshua Cummins, our guest here in the first intermission with Merrimack and Sacred Heart. I'll leave it up at 0-0. Zero to zero. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to WMCK. This is Warrior Hawk.